from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. Have you considered what kind of car you might be driving in the next few years? Will it be powered by petroleum or perhaps by some other fuel? Or will it be electric and receive a charge every night when you plug it into the nearest socket? A lot of research is being done on the next generation of cars and trucks, and we have Tony Markle on the phone with us today to talk about it. Tony is a senior engineer at the National Renewable Energy Laboratory in Colorado. Welcome, Tony. Thank you, Jane. Tony, let's begin with a brief description of the types of vehicles that you and your colleagues are researching today. At our lab here, our U.S. Department of Energy National Renewable Energy Laboratory, we work on the, the full range of future vehicle technologies and platforms. And that right now includes alternative fuels, hybrid electric vehicles, uh, plug-in hybrid electrics, and, uh, and hydrogen fuel cell vehicle technologies. Some of those vehicles, they can range from all sizes of vehicles, too. We might work on things as small as a neighborhood electric vehicle and up as large as uh, uh, buses and uh, uh, long-haul trucks. Well, a lot of attention is being focused these days on plug-in cars. Some apparently contain internal combustion engines and some don't. Is that correct? That is correct. We do. There are vehicles that can be uh, plugged into our electrical outlets and recharged and solely run electricity, and other ones use uh, uh, gasoline engines in combination with that electricity. Well, what are the advantages of, say, the hybrid electric vehicle that does contain a small internal combustion engine, and what are perhaps the disadvantages? Ones with a hybrid powertrain basically give you the the benefit of uh, efficiently using the petroleum that you have on board to to drive long distances. Basically, a hybrid technology allows you to downsize the gasoline engine and then use it much more efficiently in combination with the the battery pack that's on board. Uh, hybrid technology gives us the benefits of uh, uh, engine off during idling where we would normally idle the engine, and also we can uh, recover energy during our re- regen braking events. And that's actually the hybrid vehicle that's on the road today, correct? That's the hybrid vehicle that we have on the road today. Okay. Now, how does that compare with an all-electric vehicle that can be plugged in and draws its power solely from a battery? So those those vehicles that uh, in the future that would be able to plug in and drive solely on electricity... Those vehicles have the benefit of, of basically zero emissions operation. A hybrid vehicle today uh, is going to run on some kind of liquid fuel and still going to produce some emissions. It does use the energy very efficiently, and it can, the hybrid vehicle can uh, benefit from our existing gasoline refueling infrastructure, while the electric vehicle, we could actually recharge those ones um, from our homes. So, Tony, what is the range of an all-electric vehicle right now, the ones that you have in your laboratory that you could plug in? The range of electric vehicles today, there's there's quite a bit of research on trying to determine what that range really needs to be based on consumer needs. The, the vehicles we're working with today at the lab are plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, and those have both batteries and electricity. The range, the operating range in its primary electric mode is about 30 miles right now in this vehicle. Um, and then after that, it defaults back into its sort of hybrid operation where you're combining electricity and gasoline together. 
uh, in terms of future electric vehicles and even electric vehicles that vendors are working on today, like Tesla Motors, um, they're talking about achieving over 200 miles of operating range on electricity only. Are we there already? Can that be done at this point? In some of those vehicle platforms, yes. There's there's certainly the capability to drive that far on electricity, but it takes a uh, a well-designed vehicle to be able to do that. What's the cost in general? You know, right now we're we're at significant cost levels because we're at low market share on the battery technologies that are needed to power these uh, electric and hybrid electric vehicles. Cost premiums for a hybrid vehicle are somewhere in the order of three to five thousand dollars today, and you can buy a conversion kit today for a plug to make your hybrid vehicle plug-in hybrid vehicle for about ten thousand dollars. The the electric vehicles are at this point all over the the cost spectrum depending on what kind of vehicle you choose to buy. But has the battery technology progressed to the point that an electric car would be a viable option for the average consumer today? I I do think that there's been a huge amount of progress made in our in our research on battery technology. And uh right now that is a that is the focal element of much of the research at the Department of Energy is on developing those battery technologies. I I do think that we're very close to making it a viable option for the consumer. Some questions have been raised, though, about the electrical grid. There are those who say that it needs to be redone for all practical purposes, that this country needs to be investing quite a bit of money in it. Do you think it's ready right now to power a large number of plug-ins? I would definitely say that our grid today is is capable of handling the plug-in hybrids that we're going to see on the road in the near term. In terms of a large number of plug-ins, you know, that's that's many years away, and I think we've got plenty of time to uh, prepare the grid for any kind of large introduction there may be. The challenges from a generation side probably are not that significant in terms of the electricity that we need for the vehicles. There may be some things, and we have research going on on the distribution side of things, basically at, at the, the residential and consumer level. There, there are some needs to address those and confirm that they are able to sustain the plug-in hybrids that we'd expect to see. What other technologies are being used to make this new generation of cars more efficient and still deliver the speed and power that consumers have come to expect? Probably one of the most critical things is uh, lightweight materials and and aerodynamic design of those vehicles. Uh, The lab here, we focus a lot on the electric drive systems. We do research on battery technology and uh, power electronics and electric motors that, that help these vehicles be more efficient. Um, And then probably the other major element is the advanced engine technologies that are being developed. Those are all pretty critical for future vehicles. Well, based on your knowledge of the plug-ins, Tony, do you think they will become a significant portion of our overall transportation system? I I definitely think electrified vehicles are going to become a significant portion of the transportation system. We we have an opportunity right now to transition to using electricity that's generated in centralized sources right now in an efficient means delivered to those vehicles, and uh, I see a lot of opportunity to move towards uh, um, greener, cleaner operation of the vehicles by using electricity. Do you have any idea when they might become a much larger portion of our transportation? You know, in terms of trying to predict when is really difficult. Um, 
I guess the, the key piece right now is that we know that the first introductions of plug-in hybrid electric vehicles will be in, the, in 2011. Um, there's even some discussion about bringing some new electric vehicles out in sort of 2012 timeframe. So at least we'll have some vehicle introductions. Our experience from hybrid electric vehicle technology and other vehicles in the consumer market uh, says that it's it's probably a 10-year to maybe even 20-year introduction uh, or market maturity path for these vehicles to follow. So it sounds like in the future, consumers are going to have the ability to choose among a variety of forms of vehicles. They've got hybrids. You've got the new ultra-low sulfur diesel cars and trucks coming online. Uh, plus, you've got cars and trucks with advanced emission systems and cleaner fuels because gasoline has changed and other fuels have changed to, to burn more cleanly. So in addition to providing reliable transportation, aren't all vehicles perhaps becoming more efficient and burning cleaner than the cars and trucks that were built just a few short years ago? I certainly hope that's the way we're following. We we need to make our vehicles uh, all across the board much more efficient. Uh, I think the, the new, more aggressive CAFE standards that uh, automotive, automotive manufacturers have to follow uh, will certainly help us uh, bring these new technologies out into the marketplace. Is it possible that technology will produce a plug-in electric car that's got the range, the speed, the versatility of a petroleum-powered vehicle? Or do you think some other type of vehicle might become the transportation mode of choice in the next few years? I, th I think the key for the future really is that we got to look for a, a spectrum of technologies. Um, plug-in hybrid technology is certainly the one is the technology that we're doing most of the research on right now because it gives the consumer that uh, that flexibility and the option of refueling with electricity or gasoline or whatever liquid fuel they may may design the engine for. Um, in the future, I think we definitely need to look forward to a, a spectrum of technologies, and those may be fueled with gasoline or diesel or electricity, or maybe you know we we've got lots of work on biofuels, and it may even be hydrogen. Maybe even natural gas. Maybe even natural gas, certainly. And it might be a combination of those. You, you know, the idea really is that we need to find a way to make our transportation system uh, dependent on a diverse set of fuels and give consumers the flexibility to, uh, to drive what they need to drive. Very interesting, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. You're very welcome, Jane. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.